and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week, we're talking about why we're fine not playing a game more than once, even if we enjoyed it, versus those games where you just want to play it again as soon as you finish playing the last time. Why are there so many games that we only ever play once? But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends on the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, and the Gift of Games in Grays Lake. Also, a huge thank you to all of our other patrons, um, who many of them are listening to us live on Zoom right now. You could be one of those people, too. Monday nights, 8.30, Central Time. Just go to tabletopgametalk.com slash live. And sometimes the link even works. Uh, we had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with Technical it tonight. Technical difficulties but- this evening. Yeah, but fortunately, our Discord is very active with, hey, I can't get in. I'm like, oh, oh, I'll, I'll fix it. Speaking of Discord, join our Discord. There's a link in the show notes. Just click on it. It's, uh, we've become pretty active. And much of that activity is around our Board Game Arena channel and our Board Game Arena group, which is also amazing. And our Azul tournament is full. Um, but if you want to spectate, I think you can do that. Uh, we're going to start it this Wednesday. And then once this tournament is over, we might start another one. Um, I want to thank Getty19, aka Rich, for like basically handling all of this. Uh, if anyone else wants to just do a bunch of work for me, I'm totally fine with that. But, um, <laughs> Rich, <laughs> like he's the first, so he picked first. Great. Um, even Kitty and Fletcher don't do as much work as, as Getty19. So I'm going to go with this. <laughs> um, speaking of work, um, how are things going? What's going on? Excellent. I'm doing good, my nails, good. Chris. <laughs> I know. You're like looking down, just like I'm doing my nails I'm, during our recording time. I'm leaving tomorrow morning at 5:30 a.m. because I'm going on vacation with my mom, and that is when she likes to travel. And um, we're going to New York, and I'm very excited about it. We're going to go see Hugh Jackman in The Music Man. And um, I can't see Hugh Jackman without my nails done. Obviously, <laughs> he might see me. You know, that's, that's you rational. Be like, yeah. <laughs> it's about as rational as anything else I do in this life. <laughs> about the nails, eh? <laughs> He's going to stop mid-song and look, to, look down and like, Oh my wait, gosh, <laughs> look at her nails. Everyone, everyone in the theater, stop. Look, they're amazing. I was going to try to turn one of the Music Men's song into something about your nails, but I am simply not that talented. So, yeah. No, I'm, I am jealous of you. I have not seen any, like, major movie stars in Broadway, but I didn't realize he was doing a Broadway show. I would travel he to He does New York a lot too. of Broadway. He started yeah. on Broadway, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, the guy is immensely talented. Like, Greatest Showman is still one of my favorite movies. I'll put that on at any time. If we're driving someplace and we're all like, eh, I'll, we'll play the Greatest Showman soundtrack because it's just, like, so peppy. Les Mis, on the other hand, um, I could I could pass on that. That actually goes very well with today's theme, One and Done. I've watched it. I, I don't need to watch it again. love Les Mis, but I have to say uh, the movie version is not the best. I actually like the PBS version where it's not even the stage show. They just all stand and sing, and it's very good. <laughs> and it's like four hours long. I grew up watching that. <laughs> For as much as I do not like depressing, and I love musicals, but I do not like depressing musicals. Rent is also on that list of musicals I do not like, but I've seen. I've seen Les Mis so many times, and I'm just like, I don't want to watch this again. 
But, oh, I have the opportunity to see it in Broadway or off-Broadway. Or, oh, there's the movie coming out. Or there's a high school Broadway rendition. And, <laughs> yeah, I've seen – yep. So – John says the rent, the movie from Rent, or the music from Rent is so good. I just, ah, there's nothing in Rent that catches me. It's just so depressing, the whole thing. Same. 600 minutes. Yes, but that's the I only good it. one. It's really the only good I saw song. It, <laughs> yeah. I saw it in uh, high school on Broadway in, uh, in New York, and I went in not expecting anything. I knew nothing about it. And what really threw me off was all the talk singing through like all the dialogue and i was just kind of like wait what when does one song end and the other begin because they just like <laughs> there is no beginning there is no end yeah yeah chicago's another music. one chicago's another musical that i've, I've watched multiple times um, at least once in, in live and then once on like a recorded live and i'm just like uh i don't like it i don't I love it just, oh, really? <laughs> that's one of my favorites no. i've only seen the movie and i think the movie's great uh the movie is I watched, so good I watched Mamma Mia on the cruise, on the Dice Tower cruise, and that was fantastic. Probably one of the top three musicals I've seen in person. And that was My a cruise take, musical. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again is better than the original Mamma Mia movie. I I would agree. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, stage show. Because I, I saw Mamma Mia when I was in St. Louis, maybe, also with my mom. Um, and... <laughs> The stage show was better than the movie, honestly. I did not like that movie. I feel like the casting was all too old. But I I loved Mamma Mia. I loved Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I loved them both. Um I don't get me wrong, I I love them. (laughs) Yeah. Should we talk about some games? No, not yet. Um, Tabletop music talk. talk. I I wanna talk about love to continue tabletop (laughs) musical talk. (laughs) I yeah, we should probably just keep on talking about musicals. Yeah. But it so and and actually on your mark on your, on your mark <laughs> actually it sort of goes like movies and well I'm not gonna throw books in there because books are almost always there's only one exception where it's been like one and done not for a book but for movies if you watch a movie and are you it's saying good, you don't ever reread books was that what that the was the only the only books I've ever reread were Harry Potter that's the only I ones I've ever books reread all the time. So I don't I think I've ever reread a book. Maybe maybe Ugh. once or twice, but like I yeah. never reread books. <sighs> That's yeah. one reason why I don't purchase books because it's like you purchase this thing once and then it's like put on a shelf. And I yeah, just heard a really good argument for having a book collection and for buying books, and no. I'm very happy. Um, so I started following um, Ariel Bissett on YouTube. Um, and she, I started following her because of her house content. She's renovating an old house. Um, and so I started following her, but her, um, actual channel content is all book content. And she was talking about buying books and she said, it's like having a wine collection that, um, you're not buying it to enjoy it necessarily in that moment, but for when you're in the mood for that kind of book, you have it there available for you. And it's like, I get another reason I don't have a wine collection. Okay, Fair for what all right, this this metaphor does not work, and I will tell you why. With a wine collection, I can you drink it. it. You, you drink it and then you throw it away. <laughs> yes. Okay, so also the better argument, I think, you is that you're supporting bottle, authors. And if you like display, an author you? and you want them to make money so that they keep writing books, you buy their book. 
Okay, I have no problem buying books. I typically <laughs> buy them on Audible, and I I happily buy their books on Audible. Um, by the way, yeah. one thing, and and this is we're still in the banter section, so I'm going to bring this up. <laughs> buy the ebook. Brandon Sanderson just passed thirty million dollars on Kickstarter. Oh yeah, that's insane. He's like the break previous the record. Industry. Yeah, the, well, the previous record was like nineteen. No, it wasn't. I don't. I think it was like twenty. Just over 20 million or something like that. So he's exceeded it by like 50%. But yeah, for the book publishing industry, for an author to be mm-hmm. able to go out and self publish their own stuff and make $30 million before they even print a page, that's insane. Also worth it. Like this guy is probably one of the best writers. Well, he's, he's one of the best writers of our time without debate, but he is, he is probably my favorite writer of all time. I've, I've literally read everything he's written except for the Wheel of Time stuff because I'm not going to pre-read 12 other books before I get to his stuff. But, oh, yeah. Check it out. Brandon Sanderson. If you've not read anything Brandon Sanderson, Mistborn, just get Mistborn, uh, The Last Empire, or last, I think that's what it's called, um, and just start there. And if you don't like that, great. If you do like it, then you're going to like everything he ever does because it's just gold. <sighs> Have you read Brandon Sanderson, Fletcher? No. Oh my god! I'm gonna send you a book. I don't know this author that you're talking about. Do you do He's Audible huge. or do you do like eye reading stuff? Uh, when I buy <laughs> I a book, I forget that you're such a weirdo. <laughs> eye reading, otherwise known as reading. Disagree. Um, if I buy a if I buy a book, I buy it. Uh, I buy like the ebook version. All right. Well, I'm going to send you an ebook version of Sanderson. Christopher Dong mentions The Reckoners, um, which is there's a board game based on The Reckoners, which is pretty good. And The Reckoners as a series. This is actually, let me ask you. Uh, we're just going to take a moment here. Fantasy, sci fi, <laughs> or superhero? Like, what genre would you like? Me? Yeah. Like, where, where is your, oh, your favorite fan- genre? There? Fantasy or sci fi? I'm not sure I've ever read a or superhero. superhero. I, I don't know. know if I've ever read a superhero. All right, like then I'm this. This is what I'm going to do because I have never read a superhero book either until I read the record. Besides, like maybe like a YA novel or something like back in the day, but no, no. Yeah. I would you are you adamantly opposed to a superhero novel? No, I just don't have any familiarity with it. All right, reading so one anyway. I'm going to gift you via Kindle the Reckoners, and you're going to be like, oh, oh. This is interesting. Like it's it's so good. It's just and that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, everybody, Brandon Sanderson. If you've never heard of him, check him out because again, Email he's all Chris, over the place. He'll send you a link to. <laughs> uh, you know something? If you send, if you are like, I'm hesitant to get into Sanderson, but if Chris were to buy me an ebook, I would do it. Send me an email. I'll buy you an ebook. Like well, I can't you this gift them is- <laughs> through Audible. <laughs> I could probably also gift him. Check your local library. Yeah. Well, you could do that too, I suppose. But I'm just saying, he's really good. And once you start reading it, I'm like, you're, you'll you'll get addicted. You'll get hooked. All right. Let's talk about other things that we do one and done. Because even though I love Sanderson, I have yet to reread any of his books. Although he is top of my list for books that I would potentially reread. Uh, so there's that. there's that. This week, we are talking about board games that we play once and then never play again. And for people who are in the cult of the new, I would I, I would I would throw out in the universe that most of your games are in this domain. 
it's either play once and never play again or let them sit on your shelf forever and shrink wrap. Um, one or the other is going to be happening there. Right? And I want to dig deeper into this because we've been playing a lot of games on Board Game Arena. And by a lot of games, I mean Railroad Inc. Over and over <laughs> and over and over again. Except for Fletcher because he was bad at this first game. And he's like, I'm not good at this game. I'm never going to play it again. So we're going <laughs> to analyze that as well because he was one and done on Railroad Inc. Um. And it got me thinking, like, what is it about certain games where I want to just play them again and again and again and again? And we've talked about a number of those. Railroad Inks 1, um, Century Golem Edition, Homeworlds. Uh, there's Do Legacy all- games a legacy this? Um, no, because I'm going to say a Legacy game, you are playing the game over and over. Yes, the rules are a little bit different, and you probably won't go back and play the entire campaign, but you've played the game many times before the whatever legacy aspect is over so that's fair that that's where i'm like eh, it, it's yeah we can there's enough games where i play one and done that we don't need to throw legacy games in there but i mean kitty i'm gonna start with you and then fletcher <laughs> what are your like do you experience this phenomenon no <laughs> really it's very rare that i play a game just once even like games that i show you and then that you never come back to like I guess there are some that, like, I just try, like, other people's games. I guess I I think more of my game collection normally when we're talking. So, like, there's nothing in my game collection. But, um, yeah, there's been games that, like, we've played at your house that I wouldn't play again probably and wouldn't seek out. But also if you were like, let's play this game and everyone else is like, yeah, let's do it. I wouldn't be like. Absolutely not. Never, never again. <laughs> you wouldn't be a party pooper. Never again. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. I'm not. These games aren't necessarily games you would never play again. They're just games that you end up not playing again. Mm, I don't know. I I don't know because I I've played them once and I haven't played them again. But it's not that I don't want to or won't play them again. John mentions terraforming Mars. And unfortunately, I have played that one many times because everyone keeps being like, well, you just didn't play it good enough and now you'll like it. And I still don't. You're playing it wrong. And sometimes you think that Josh is going to come with you to GameholeCon and he's going to teach people how to play Terraforming Mars. And then you end up teaching Terraforming Mars and you're not good at it. And everyone's staring at you like, you signed up to teach this game, but little do they know, I did not. I did not sign up to teach this game. And I was like seven months pregnant. So they cut me right. a little slack. <laughs> they did cut you a little slack. That was good. Um, all right. So Fletcher, what about you? And I, I feel like the number of games you've played are definitely smaller even still. So you potentially are not. But I don't know. You talk. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. I mean, there's definitely been a bunch of games that i've played once and i wouldn't mind playing again but like i don't own them so the chances of me playing them again are small um and then there's games that like you said like the railroad ink version that i downloaded on my ipad i played that a few times and i was like this is fun and then when we played the version on bga i was like oh i know how to play this game and then i realized no i don't i don't know how to play this game (laughs) And it only I don't know, that just left like a bitter taste in my mouth. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to play this. I want to go back to Welcome games to. to get two points away from Chris and still lose to Chris. <laughs> so could you just, you have eight more games, Fletcher. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily about winning. It's about having fun. And I definitely did not have fun that first game. I was like, what am I doing? So that is a great... All right, so let's talk about that aspect of games. Not having fun the first time you play it. Because there are... This is the one I think is the most valid reason to not play a game again. It's just like, you know something? That game was not fun. I don't need to play it again. Uh, Terraforming Mars, for me was sort of that situation. Like, that game was not fun. I still played it again because I'm like, it's supposed to be fun, so I'm going to keep playing it. But um, <laughs> It has game in it. <laughs> it, it says, yeah. It's a game. <laughs> There's something there. Um, but, and, and this, so let's think about this, not think about this, but kind of talk about this a little bit more, Fletcher. You have passed on about eight instances of terraforming mars where i'm like direct texting you and kitty at the same time saying hey here's the next game hey here's the next game railroading um, railroading inc. That, is that's what i meant to say um i certainly yeah, I did like, not uh, play terraforming, terraforming mars, mars i probably would have nice <laughs> signed up for terraforming mars <laughs> why have you not joined another railroad inc game and this is wasn't a one and done but for bga this was a one and done for you yeah um i don't know i just it's not as fun for me on, on that game for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's just the mechanics don't appeal to me as much. Like, I signed up for uh, another Welcome To game that you're not in, uh, and I'm enjoying that game a lot more. Mm, um, and then I played uh, Space Base with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I played, I, yeah. I also played Space Base with Chris and a few others, and even though I came in second to last place... Uh, I had fun playing that game, and I'd definitely play Space Space again. And that was my very first time playing the game. And after, like, the first two or three turns, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get how this game works now. I mean, in all fairness, the winner of that particular game was an I win card. And yeah, I mean, I, I had I had so many points, and all of a sudden, I the know. I win card, like, literally, the literal I win card gets played out. I'm like, I didn't even know that existed. I don't think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of points. <laughs> I like space, but I'm playing another game right now of it. Um, okay, so you just don't like Railroad Inc. Now, let's back up in time about three years when, and Kitty mentioned this last week, where <laughs> I made her play Railroad Inc. at a con- at Gen Con in a, a hotel bar. And that was basically your one and done of that game. You're like, I don't want anything to do with this game. Yeah. Similar thing. You just didn't get it or see the enjoyment. Like, why Why at that time? Like, fine, things have changed now. But at the time, that could have been a one and done had not been for circumstances in the last few weeks. Hmm. I, I think, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't get it. And it, the, the digital versus the written format of the game changed it a lot so i had a really hard time uh visualizing how i could change things without drawing it out and then erasing it and that's much harder to do with like actual dry erase markers or pencils even whatever you're supposed to be using in this game um so so i liked the change in how it was played so that that was a big part of what changed it for me uh but yeah i didn't like it as a physical game. And I still don't yeah. think I like it as a physical game. You'd probably like it more now because you have the feeling for it. But I can definitely see where you're, if you're sitting around a table and you're the last one taking your turn, that yeah. there's some pr- pressure on we, there. The digital version is just more relaxed. 
we were also sitting in a straight line and I couldn't see as well what was going on when, when you're not in the circle and you can't see. So it wasn't the best situation too. So sometimes I feel like your, your experience playing the game can color how you feel about the game. So it doesn't even matter that maybe I would have liked the game if I could see the dice better or if I didn't feel like I was holding everyone up because we had a certain amount of time then we're trying to get this game in before we can all go out to dinner kind of a thing. So it, it might not even necessarily be the game. It might be the mood you're in when you play it or the situation you're in when you play it. I'm going to throw to another Gen Con game. And Fletcher, I don't think you were with us. Well, you've never been to Gen Con with us, so you definitely weren't with us. Um, <laughs> yep. But Kitty, I know you were there. I don't know if you played it, but this is the game that Michael, who's in our live audience um, right now, brought to Gen Con, and we played at Buffalo Wild Wings. And this is five-minute, I think it was five-minute dungeon, or five-minute superhero, or five-minute... It was Marvel. It was five-minute Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm never one to turn down a game, especially if someone's willing to teach it for me. I'm like, okay, for, yeah, let's do this. I I played the game. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people I was playing with. I enjoyed where we were playing it. It's like it's actually a pretty decent bar game because it plays so quickly. There was zero desire to ever play another five-minute <laughs> anything again. It's like, okay, great. I know exactly what that is. And I don't ever need to do that again. But it wasn't <laughs> unenjoyable when I did it. I enjoyed it when I did it. It just was like, okay. And, and in all fairness... That might be like for you in Railroad Inc., right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael says he's not played it since either. <laughs> but it could be one of those things where if you play it once and you just play it once and you're like, eh, okay, fine, whatever, it it loses something where if you play it multiple times, it starts to gain something because you can start to see those nuances out of it. But more often than not, I think our first impressions are pretty solid. You know, we're like, yeah, I played it. It was fun. It was fine. Um, there's 15,000 other games that I can play right now. So I'm going to go try one of those and see how that feels. The problem comes when you end up buying these games to try once. And you end up having an entire collection of games that you have to spend an entire year giving away. And they don't even make it out of shrink anymore because you're like, well, it's going to be a lot of work to play it even once. <sighs> All right, all right, Fletcher, I'm going to ask you this, and I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you this anyway. <laughs> Your most, the best game you've ever played only once. You know the answer to this? Because I, I don't know if I do. I know the answer to this. Best game I've only but, I've played only but you don't, once. But you don't have to guess what I'm thinking. I'm just, I know the answer, so I'm just letting you know. Uh, I'm just trying to think of of that. Uh, what's a game that I've played only once and that I really, really like? Don't Jeez, worry. I don't know. Everyone, uh, the silences that the hang silence there, we get those good all out, cut yeah. out. So you never realize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can can I can I phone a friend? Um, <laughs> you yeah, played it. At, you you played it in my basement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Car Wars. The Twilight Imperium. Twilight, oh, Twilight Imperium. Yeah. Okay. Now, maybe you hated that game, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm thinking I did like you enjoyed game. it. I also yeah. like Car Wars, too. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Car Wars was... Know. Yep. Actually, either one of those could have yeah. been on that list, right? So why have you not played either of those again? Because I don't live in your basement. Oh, I do. 
<laughs> Probably too accurate, Chris. <laughs> very, very much too accurate. So, and that creates like a, a separate set of things. I think those ones, there's two different reasons. So Twilight Imperium is an event. That is one where if you've only ever played it once, you've still played for 22 hours. So you probably had a pretty good you know, run I with also that played game. it on the way home. <laughs> you, you literally <laughs> played it over FaceTime on the train to finish that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you? But you would play that game again. I definitely would. All right. And you would play Car Wars again. Yes. So they're not really one and dones, except for the fact that you may never actually play either of those games again. That's true. Yes. So why not? Like, why not say, hey, I enjoyed I both. No, wh- why Why not say I enjoyed these games and I'm going to make it a goal to play them again? That sounds, I mean, okay, but it's one of those things where I'd be like, I have to invite myself over to your house. Like, hey, Chris, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing? You got 10 hours free? Great. T- Twilight Imperium on Saturday. You've never asked. That's true, but you have a family and stuff. Hey, my family. Yeah, he doesn't. I have priorities. Yeah, my I have priorities. The family's the family's on my priority list, but you know their position shifts depending on the day. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could. Um, I get where Fletcher's coming from, though. It feels awkward to ask someone else, like, "Hey, can I come over and play your game?" Yeah. Are you doing anything? No? Okay, good. This is sort of a tangent, but have you guys noticed that that's a really hard thing to do? Like, you guys are some of my best friends, but yet I still feel awkward saying, hey, what are you doing on Thursday or whatever? Like, it, it just feels weird, right? <laughs> I know. And it feels a I little bit like when you were a kid and you'd go knock on your neighbor's door, like, hey, uh, can Chris come out and play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is Chris home? Can Chris come out and play? <laughs> Adulting sucks. I don't, I don't think it'd be as difficult if we lived closer together. Yeah. Because then That's I could true. just be like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? What are you doing tonight? What are you doing, you know? Yeah, it's like an whatever. event to see each other these days. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I have to hop on the Metro and it's like, I have to plan an hour and a half to get there, an hour and a half to get back. Yeah. Yep. I mean, this, I think it was last summer where I called, you know, Kitty and Spencer and I'm like, hey, uh, what are you guys doing? We're going to stop by in an hour. That sound cool. And you're like, we're going to be gardening, but sure. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. see that. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sweaty. We dug out <laughs> the whole garden and now I'm selling it before it blooms again. <sighs> get rid of it all your work is we'll pay off though um yeah it's, it's hard though right because even if you play this game and, and i played a number of games i'm like these were great and i will probably never play it again i think part of it has to do with the fact that if it's inconvenient and inconvenient doesn't have to be just to yourself it can be like the feeling of inconveniencing somebody else it doesn't feel like it's worth having going through the effort to say okay let's play this game again because i really liked it and i want to play it again even though i need to get six people together for six hours in order to make it happen and twilight Imperium is definitely on the extreme of yes people mostly will understand if you've only ever played it once um but i've played other games that i mean a lot of games like a, a ton of games azul could have been a one and done you know steve taught us azul at a game Holcon. 
And I'm like, oh, this is what Azul is. And that sounds, that's cool. I didn't go out and buy the game. I, I honestly, I don't, I think I've played it one other time after that. And now we're doing an Azul tournament. By the way, that's full, if I haven't mentioned it at the top of the show, but um, I think I did. Um, and now I'm playing a Azul tournament. And I was, I played a practice game. I'm like, I have no idea how to play this game. Uh, I know how to lose to it, though, because I lost pretty hardcore. <laughs> Getty was asking me, earlier he's like so do you think we should have a prize for the winner and i'm like no i don't like giving prizes to winners uh because i resent them but um besides <laughs> that <laughs> unless the winner is me unless the winner is me and then i don't so you guys don't qualify for prizes either i was now, gonna say the but real- then it feels bad because it's like oh i don't want to give myself a prize yeah. Now, the real reason I don't want to give prizes to winners for this type of thing is I don't want people to feel bad for not winning. I want people to have fun playing. And that's why the prizes are to just random participants. If you participate, you are in the drawing for a prize. And there's only 29 people in that drawing because the three of us are not in, not allowed to, to win. Um, if I that want Chris's mean... stuff, I just have to invite myself over to his basement. Yeah. But you never come into my <laughs> basement. You refuse. Well, I stupidly had children. I know. Kids. <laughs> <sighs> um, I did pain. think of another kind of one and done game, though. What's that? That I have played many times different versions of a game that I like. So Pandemic comes to mind here. I played um, Pandemic Iberia. Yep. I've played Pandemic Cthulhu. I've played Pandemic, I don't even know, but like probably eight more of them. Just keep listing all the pandemics. I think I've tried them all once. And every time I think, I'd rather just play Pandemic. That is, a, every once in a while you come up with great, great <laughs> things. Um, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, I'm going to let you know that, man, that was a good one. Games based on other games. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kid. Kitty, Kitty is... She's, she's better than I give her credit for. Uh, whatever. But um, no, like, I agree with you. Games that are based on other games, like, oh, I want to try that out. Okay, that's cool. I tried that out. And yeah, I tried it. now I can move on. I'd rather just, yeah, not going to. And, you know, occasionally maybe you find one that, like, oh, I really liked the way this worked better than the original. We were talking about Railroad Inc. And all of us playing it on the app are like, oh, I really like the Forest expansion. And, you know, maybe everyone who plays it just really enjoys the Forest expansion. And that becomes like the new fun one. But, you know, we no one's going to play Meteor by choice. I swear. I No one likes it. No one actually likes that one. <laughs> Find me a person. It's Steve. He's giving me a thumbs up. We all knew he was weird anyway. It is. It is. the <laughs> Well, Michael likes it. It is the weakest of the four. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently all of our listeners are just terrible people who enjoy this bad expansion. (laughs) I did not like it. And I will not enjoy it when Chris makes me revisit it. Good. John is on my side. Bad, bad down. (laughs) Yes, But you will play it again because it's like, that's the Thursday one and you're going to have to play it because it's Thursday. Um, Yeah. No, I, I do think there's a lot of. There's a lot of games that are like that where it's like, okay, this is like this or like that. And you play it to try it out. And then you're like, okay, I've tried it. I acknowledged it. It's there. It wasn't bad, but it's not good enough to replace something else that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have a, uh, it just feels to me like most games are like this. And since you guys don't play 
as many different games as I do. And that's not a knock on you. That's actually an envious thing I say. Um, (laughs) You don't experience it as much, right? Like I have this craving to try everything. I have this craving to like, how does this play? How does this work? I want to play this, 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 this. But because I have that, I tend, I don't have time to play games multiple times. Uh, This is why I'm not a reviewer because I would review games after one play. I'd be like, and let me tell you all the problems with this. Um, and when I, but this is also why this topic exists because in the past, you know, month or two, I've played a number of games many multiples of times. And I'm like, what's different about those? Like Final Girl, for example, I mentioned this in a previous episode. This game is flawed, yet I've played it a dozen times in, in, within a month. So it can't be that flawed. I just, I, I know for certain it's flawed. But I still like it, and I still would play it again right now, except Jen took her copy back, so I can't. All right. Um, let's let's move on to other reasons why you might not play a game. Does the rule set bother you or deter you? It can can a game be too complex or too simple? And Kitty, you just changed your camera view, and that's really messing me up. I um, was gonna say the I'm same sorry. thing. It's really me out. <laughs> um my other camera decided to stop working <laughs> and I was frozen, but no one noticed because I've been painting my nails. So I just looked like I was still staring at my hands, even though I wasn't. I'm going to move the Zoom call so I'll look like I'm looking at you guys again. I'm sorry. So this Very is just another, today. this is another reason why you should join our live audience because you can understand what's going on. Um, wait, Michael says, I played Axis and Allies and Zombies last Saturday. It was seven hours long and ended at 10 30 p.m <laughs> I, d- I don't like dude I'm, okay so that's a really good reason not to play that game ever again it is i, I experienced it i'm done and, and <laughs> yeah <sighs> anyway where was i at you, you distracted me you were um, asking about rule sets <laughs> yes rule sets um how complicated is too complicated how simple is too simple like where are you likely to replay a game, obviously there's a sweet spot between those. I'm picking extremes, but left, center, right. Let's take that out there for a second. Uh, Fletcher, are you familiar with left, center, right? No. Okay, you can buy this in any Walgreens or any pharmacy or anywhere, really. It's a die. It, you roll the die. It says, hey, give a chip to the person on your left or right or center. Or you put it in the pot or so. I don't know. I don't, I've never played this game. I never want to play this game because it's not a game. It's simply not a game. But apparently, like the dreidel game. It, it's very dreidel-y. It, it is. It is so. Actually, no. Sorry. Let's back up. Let's Cards Against Humanity. This. <laughs> I played Cards Against Humanity once. I said this is a horrible, horrible everything. Actually, no. I I may have enjoyed it the first time I played it. It's the second time where I'm like, mm, this is terrible. I should have just stopped it the first time. <sighs> I'm rambling. Um, Fletcher, take over. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you left a lot of different thoughts and ideas floating out in the ether. Um, let's go with the original one of complexity. Um, for me, I don't think complexity has anything to do with how often I would like to play a game or like how if I would play it again. I mean, maybe if the game is very simple, you're likely to just play it again immediately right after you're done because, you know, the game may be only 30 minutes long. So it's like, oh, let's play again. Um, while if a game takes seven hours or 10 hours, um, you're unlikely to play again 
you know, that same day. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, So you might have to wait multiple days or weeks before you play again. Like Twilight Imperium. I'd like to play that game again, but you don't play it again that that same day. Um, So I would say for me, no. I mean, I guess, like I said, the likelihood, if the game is simple and quick, you're likely to play again right after. Otherwise, on me, there's no bearing for it. Um, And then you had a thought about left, center, right which didn't really go anywhere. And I mentioned it's like a dreidel game. It's and terrible. Said it's not a game. <laughs> so I don't know where you're going with that, but well, let's, I'll hand let's it back talk, to you or Kitty. <laughs> let's talk about Sushi Go Party for a moment, because this is a game that you like. Yeah. And I am currently... You, you say that like accusatorily. I, I am saying you? an accusatory. This is a game that you How like. Because you I'm, this game? I'm currently playing a game of this on Board Game Arena. And I'm going to, I'm going to give shout outs. I was going to say call outs, but I'm going to give shout outs <laughs> to the people I'm, I'm, um, playing with. Up, oh, hold on. I need to take a quick Azul turn. Wait a minute. I, if I have all my things filled, I just have to take a tile and like take negative points for it. That doesn't seem right. Um, yes, I'm going to confirm my turn. So I had to get that. So I get to the table list. Um, uh, let's see. A sushi go party. Also, Martian Dice is a terrible game. Sorry for everyone I'm playing it with, but it's so bad. Um, <laughs> that is what definitely. About what about that pig game? That pig dice game. Pass the pig. Um, that pass the pig. I used to play that a lot when I was a kid. A lot. It's fun. It's fun uh, for I, kids. It's a very it's... silly, ridiculous, not really a game, but extremely tactile activity for children. <laughs> It is fun for kids. Yeah. So Sushi Go Party. This is a drafting game. This is basically um, the food version of uh, Seven Wonders, but only not as interesting as Seven Wonders. And I kind of knew I wasn't going to like Sushi Go Party, but I'm like, no, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to see. And Getty's in this game with me, uh, J.P. Lewis, um, M. Uh, Latera. Uh, these are all Sir Sully, and we know that. Uh, Jail Hoover, uh, Last Cocoa Bean, and Matthew Games. Uh, really, these are just BGA account names. And I think I, was I, say, know I think so- you just read half of our live audience as they all wait. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So I don't want to offend anyone. But this game is about drafting sushi for points. And I've played Sushi Go. I haven't played Sushi Go Party. So I'm like, well, maybe this one's different. It's not. It's Sushi Go. And it's, it's, I don't know why this game, it doesn't not offend me, but I want to say the word offends me. I don't know why this game offends me, but it is such a bad game in my soul. Um, and, and I don't even know, like, I don't know why. Like, it's cute. It's adorable. I might, I would play this with a group of non-gamers, no problem. But if I was sitting at a table and I pulled out Sushi Go Party or Go or whatever, or Fantasy Realms, I'm going to enjoy Fantasy Realms. Sushi Go, I'm like, eh, I don't know. But so I, I want to throw like that at the you. the same game, though? No, there's there's differences. Um, there's a lot Aren't of differences, actually. they both actually. just like basically rummy? No, th- actually, so seven and comparing to Fantasy Realms is a bad one. Uh, Fantasy or Sushi Go Party and uh, Seven Wonders would be the best comparisons. You're going to draft seven cards yeah, I guess the and you're going to try to maximize. But... Yeah, you're trying to maximize your points with with drafting of seven cards. Sushi Go Party is incredibly straightforward. It's, it's very easy to score. Um, seven Wonders 
can be convoluted in the scoring for sure. Um, but it's still pick a card, pass, pick a card, pass, pick a card, pass. So Fletcher, I'm wondering in a game that I look at, I'm like, okay, I've experienced it. I know what it is. I probably won't do this again, but I know this is a game that you play a lot. Why? Why, Fletcher? Um, Why? <laughs> I mean, I've talked about this before, but it's 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 very quick to learn, and it can handle a lot of people. So if you have you know three, four, five, six, seven, eight people that want to play a game, it's, you can teach this game in five minutes, and you can have eight people playing a game. That's why I like it, and that's why you know I play it. I'm going to put an asterisk to everything I just said. I will not play this again on BGA because mm-hmm. in BGA, it's one of those things where like each time it's my turn, I have a very simple decision to make and it's not an interesting decision. But in a group of people all hanging out with adult beverages, I could it probably see it moves way faster. It moves yeah. way faster. And I could see how this could be fun to play like that. So I think it goes back to your point, Kitty, where it really just depends on the situation that you first experience it. As to whether or not it's something that you would want to experience again. Like, yeah, because the first time space I space. played Sushi Go, um, it was at somebody's birthday party and there were adult beverages and it was really fun. And we were all and like at the end of the round when everyone's counting up their scores and revealing what they have in their hands, you go, you're the one who had that. I needed that card. How dare you? And, you know, there's a lot more exchange of like. Ah, kind of moments where you don't have that. And I think we found that when we were playing, um, oh gosh, I don't know how to say the name of this game. Hi, Hi Clue? Yes, Hi Clue. Hi Clue on BGA. I did not enjoy that on BGA, but I would totally play that in person. It was really hard to follow on BGA. There was none of the justification of like, look at the letter, look at the words I had. I, I tried so hard to get you to guess this based on the... I had nothing here. You know, there was none of that. I could see how it would be so much more fun in a room with humans than staring at a screen like, uh-huh, that, that's what John meant, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. If you ever watched, like, if you were able to see who guessed what, yeah. because... Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I agree with that. All right. So let's, let's talk about this. When... Should we retry these games that we've played once and have not, like, have just not gone back to? Do we need to do that? Is that something that we, like, does it matter? You know, we were talking about books and movies, and well, I don't know if we talked about movies, but it, well, books, movies, whatever. Typically, we read a book once. Typically, we watch a movie once. Typically, we watch a TV show or a series once. Typically. Typically, you it, you do those things, yes. Yeah. I'm a yeah. chronic rereader, rewatcher, but I'm yeah. perhaps unusual. <laughs> but even even if we take, you know, take movies, all the movies you've ever watched, and because I think that's something that everyone can relate to, most of the movies you've ever watched, you've only watched once. Now, there are a bunch of movies that you may have watched that you watched many, many, many times. But those are the exceptions. And that doesn't mean the movies you've only watched once you didn't enjoy it just means you've watched them once. You've experienced them and you're happy with that one-time experience. Do we need to treat our board games differently than that? It, and if you buy it, you probably should. But if you don't buy it, do we need to treat board games differently than, hey, I played it once, I experienced it, I'm okay with that, and I can I can walk away knowing I've played it, have an opinion of it, 
but not one where I've like, well, I've watched this movie 16 different times and I can tell you exactly what is amazing or not amazing about it. (laughs) Um, No, I think like if you just, you know, if you buy a game or even if you don't buy a game, but if you buy a game and you play it once, you're like, okay, you know, it's like if you if if you go and uh, see a movie in the theaters in the before times or even now, I guess it's coming back. Um, yeah, I went to go see the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that as a quick tangent? Oh, I really liked it. All right, I've I've had another person tell me they did not like it at all. So now I'm on the fence. The reviews are kind of iffy. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. This can be after the credits. After the All credits, right, let's do it. stick around. Post credits, we'll talk, about, talk the about the Batman. Unspoiler. Because I have something to say about board games. No, yeah, not spoilers. Not spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so Fletcher, finish your thought. Like, watching a movie, you, yes. You're if not you gonna... watch a movie, you can, have a gr- you, you can have a great experience or you can have a bad experience. You can be like, oh, well, that was, I did not enjoy that movie. That was two hours of my life gone and, you know, $15, $18, whatever movies cost now. Or three hours or in the case be of like, Bat- the Batman. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or you can have like a great experience and like that was totally worth my 20 bucks to see this movie. I can't wait till it comes out so I can buy it and own it and watch it again and again and again. Now, I will so say. Movies go ahead. Kitty. Or somewhere in between. Sorry. Like, like, you know, the movie I always talk about. That's a great movie that nobody ever really watches again is Schindler's List. It's like yeah. everybody that watches that movie is like, oh, what an amazing movie. It was totally an experience. Do you want to watch it? No, not really. <laughs> life is like, beautiful too. Yeah, life, oh. like any of those kind of like survivor movies. Oh, it's it was like, so good, but I can't, I can't do, you, do that I, again. <laughs> I can't. Grave of the Fireflies. It's like, are you, are you in the mood to be Band really sad at the end? Yeah. Oh, I will rewatch Band of Brothers. I love Band of Brothers. Yeah. But. I'm weird. Once again, I'm weird. But I do think there's something about this. They're all social experiences. And I think books, maybe this is why, Chris, you're less of a rereader than you are a rewatcher, because books are less social than movies and board games. And the reason I rewatch a lot of movies, I guess there's two main reasons. And one of them is not as applicable anymore. It used to be, it was on. I turned on the TV and it was on. Which is not something that really happens anymore. The number of times I've watched Rudy for that reason. Yeah. I've watched Rudy a lot of times. Also, great movie, but I've watched it a lot of times. TBS, I'm telling you. It, it was just on. <laughs> yeah. But the other one is somebody says, I want to watch this movie with you. And he's like, oh, okay. Because you like that person and you enjoy their company and they want to watch that movie. So there's a lot of games that or maybe not my favorite games that I played lots of times because somebody I like enjoys that game. And I can't think of an example where somebody has done this to me, but I know every time my mom plays Calico, she'd rather be playing Azul, but she's playing Calico (laughs) because I like it. And I suggested let's play Calico. (laughs) And there's, there's stuff like that where, uh, and maybe games that we only played once, we just don't know the person yet. Who's going to say, Let's play this again. Or maybe we don't see them very often or whatever the the reason is, is that even if it's not your favorite game, it, unless you like absolutely hated it and like that's a different topic because like games we hated. I don't think that's what this is. These are yeah. games where it's just like, oh, they're fine. And I played it and or, I don't they were necessarily want to seek it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
And like these aren't necessarily these aren't bad games. So I actually made it a bullet point list of like things or reasons. I'm like game was bad is my number one, right? And game is too complicated, <laughs> too is too simple. I don't feel like there was enough choices to play again. Like it just, you know, you you played it out the very first time through. I didn't like the theme, I didn't like the presentation. Those are all reasons, but ultimately this the games don't have to be bad. They could just be situational. Like, yeah, I played it. I really liked it. The situation for me to play it again has not come up. Um, Captain Sonar is a great example of one of these games for me. I played this game when it first came out years ago and have not played it again since up until Dice Tower Cruise when we ended up like someone roped us into a game of Captain Sonar. And it was a blast, but it could have easily fallen into this. I played it once. I experienced it. I'm never going to play that again. And I don't think that that is bad. Um I don't think you need to play a game multiples of times to for it to be a good game. I don't think every game needs to be played multiple times. You know, John mentions, you know, for Captain Sonar is great at a full player count. It's hard to get eight people to play a game in real time. Like, it's just, yeah. that's not, it's another reason why you might play something once and never play it again. Uh, some of the games that I, and this was just off the top of my head earlier today, but like Star Wars Outer Rim, I really like that game. I played it once and I'm like, I really like this game and I'm not going to play it again because I felt like I played a lot of what was there. And now an expansion is going to come out soon. And I'll, I'll like, I'm going to play this game again. Kingdom Rush. I loved the mobile game and the tabletop game was, was good, but it didn't replace the mobile game for me. And the mobile game's easier to play. Um, Lords of Hellas. Fantastic game. Sydney didn't like it. So, well, like mm-hmm. the person I primarily play with didn't like it. So I will probably not play this game again. Arkham Horror 3rd Edition. Got it. See what it is. It's, I liked it a lot, but it doesn't replace other games in that genre that I would rather play more. And then Cloudspire, this is a chip theory game. I'm like, this game is so convoluted, so complex. I, I I can't relearn it every single time I play it. I enjoyed it the first time I played it, but now I have to relearn the rules every time I play. So there's all kinds of reasons why you might not play a game more than once. And yeah, I was like, I yeah. All right, Kitty, your turn. Oh no, I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> How are your nails? Um, what? How are your nails? Oh, they're done. Okay. Good. Do you think Hugh Jackman will approve? <laughs> I I can't see from this angle. But I'm, I'm a sure little he far will. from the computer, but I can't. I mean, this is probably a better <laughs> they, view than Hugh Jackman will have of them. They look amazing. I think <laughs> he will. He will bring you up and be like singing something about you know. Isn't there a monorail, or is that The Simpsons? What? <laughs> <laughs> they talk about the Wells Fargo wagon. That works. I think that works too. I don't know. Like I say, I think there's a lot of reasons. You're gonna say something about Australia. <laughs> oh my god. I can't talk about Lego Masters Australia right now because we're in on topic section. But um, I will just say, if you haven't watched Lego Masters Australia, do that. I can only find use, watch it on Tubi, but do that. All right. So we have talked a lot about games that I've only played once. And you guys don't seem to have this problem that I have, but I do. I guess I just don't <laughs> track it as much. I It, it didn't seem like a, a problem. Sometimes I play games once, and that's fine. As long as they're not games I own. Because if I own a game, and I played it once, and I don't want to pull it off my shelf again, it is time for that game to go away. But if I don't own the game, 
and I've played it once, I have two choices, like, oh, well, that's fine, or like, oh, I liked that game, I should buy it. And if I don't want to buy it, then, oh, well. I think that's a good way of summarizing this or capping this, is essentially, if you own a game, you should probably be playing it more than once. Probably. You you own Mm -hmm. it, right? You have it. But there are a lot of games you're going to play that you don't own that someone else might have that it's like, okay, I want to try this out or I want to experience whatever the case is. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's also nothing wrong with having an opinion after playing once. Uh, one of the things I know that a lot of reviewers get asked is like, how often, how many times do you play a game before you review it? And Tom Vassell loves to just use the word enough. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, that could be one, that could be 20, right? It's enough. It's enough to say, I, I have an opinion on this game. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There are games out there. Um, Cry Havoc. This is a portal game. This is a game that I absolutely love. I've only played once. It is a game that I will not remove my from my collection. I've only played it once. It's gorgeous. It's like, I feel like we played this game more than once. We might have played it twice. Because I think we played it with Sydney and then... I think we played it like three times in one week and that was it though. Maybe. But this game, That's the designer... That's it took us to figure out the rules. <laughs> yeah. The designer's like, you know, this is an asymmetric game with four very different factions. And it feels like the factions are unbalanced. And the designer of the game, Ignacy Chavichek, is like, it's not imbalanced. You just have to play it enough to understand how to play each of the factions. And Tom Vassell's response to that was, you shouldn't have to play something so many times to figure it out. Because people aren't going to give it that level of commitment. They're just not. Mm -hmm. I think they're both right. Like, if you want to play this game over and over and over until you figure out how to win with whatever faction, great. But at the same time, you cannot begrudge the people who play this once and be like, wait a minute, that faction was so overpowered compared to what I was playing. Right? Because... Yeah. And you can walk away with it with a terrible experience. I... Walked away from it from a, I love this game that I will probably never play again, but I refuse to get rid of. Like, refuse. <laughs> I love this game. I love the concept. I love everything about what's going on, the 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 presentation. And if I never play it again, that's fine because I, my, my impressions of the game and not even my experience because like the game, so... We played the game and we were playing the, a, a particular rule wrong for the first half of the game. And we decided to keep doing that rule wrong. Well, at the end of the game, we realized by doing that rule wrong, it made one of the factions grossly underpowered. And like they couldn't yeah. score points because we were doing – like we we're all playing by the same rules. So it, it'll be fine getting to the end. So like we realized, oh, wait, no, that faction – because of the asymmetric faction, nature, it was not at all the case. Yeah. Yeah. So Sydney and, had zero points and we were all like, oh – Oops, sorry, Sydney. <laughs> yeah, you would have got a lot more points if we had actually played by the right rules. Um, but we had not. I've not played that game since then. And mm-hmm. knowing, like, I want to. I love that game. But it's also not the best two-player game in the world. It's a fine two-player game. But it's really three and four. Actually, four is where it really shines. But then you can say, well, the frogs have a huge advantage, whatever the case is. I'm not going to get rid of it. But I don't remember playing it more than that one time. Like, that is the one memory I have of the game. And I think that's okay. I think that's fine. And 
I think it's fine to read a book once. I think you're crazy for reading a book more than twice. But I'm also like, it's not crazy to want to play a game more than twice. But they're kind of similar, right? Or a movie. Actually, movies, books are an investment. But movies, a two-hour movie, why should anyone ever watch a movie more than once? You already know what's going to happen. Why would you watch that again? Yeah, we still do. And yet, (laughs) you have watched Pitch Perfect more times than any human ever should have. Yeah. And I know because I was right there next to you. (laughs) Yeah, it's squared because you're right there. Um, and, And there's a lot of movies like that. Like a lot of movies where I'm like, oh, I just want a movie that makes me feel good. I know it's going to make me feel good and it's easy to watch. And, you know, I've watched Moana a lot. I've only watched Encanto once, but apparently I need to watch it more than once because people seem to love that movie. It's good. Hmm. All right. We don't talk about Bruno. I thought it was okay. <laughs> I know. I'm like, fine. Sydney's like, that movie sucked. I'm like, I know. Well, I mean, I didn't think it sucked. I liked it better than she did. But I didn't I'm think like, it sucked. I thought it was just fine. I'm like, we probably should watch that again and and maybe like just ourselves a load after the kids go to watch bed. So Turning we can focus Red. On it. Turning Red. Much better. What's Turning yeah, Red? It's the new Pixar movie. What? Courtney yeah. says, yeah. How have you not already seen week. this? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even it's know. The Pixar movie came out last week. Is there music? No, it's a Pixar mm-hmm. movie. Uh, and that's why I don't like Toy Story. There's no music. Um, Randy knew <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully this was a fun topic. I had fun talking about it, even though I don't want to talk about it again. Um, but just like right one now. and done. See what I did there? <laughs> All right. So after the credits, we're going to do non-spoiler about the Batman. And um, otherwise, uh, Kitty, take us out. Tabletop Gaming Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. You can be part of our live recordings Monday nights, 8.30 Central, or join us on our Discord to talk to us all week long. Both links are in our show notes. You can uh, also caveat, email us. Us means me, because Fletcher and Kitty are never on Discord calling you out. Keep going. You can also email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. If you'd like to be one of these wonderful people, you can find out how by visiting our website, tabletopgametalk.com, and clicking the support us link or clicking the link in the show notes. Finally, a huge thank you to our current patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gift of Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, John Williams, David Rank, Sir Selly, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keefe, Joe Punman, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Christopher Letko, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Jason Marks, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yassi, Tolkien Fan Forever, David Radke, Brian Arnold, David Wagoner, Courtney Falk, Brian Ellett, Dan Seed, Darren McClellan, David Garner, Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, and Sean P. Kelly. And thank you to anyone who's ever been a patron. I should change this name so I know how to talk here. Um, past, present, and future. <laughs> Keep playing games and having fun. All right, Kitty, give us the Batman review. And also, the Batman is a pretentious title. 
Fair. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> so I really liked it. Um, it felt more like a detective story than other Batman movies have. He was much more an investigator, which I really liked. I he is the world's greatest detective. And and it felt like it in this movie, which is much more ridiculously odd because I watched the preview. And I just watched the preview the other day after someone I, I, I trust said, no, it wasn't a great movie. The Bruce Wayne of that particular actor, I don't know who the actor is, but the Bruce Wayne Robert did Pattinson. not come. <laughs> Robert Patterson? Fine. Twilight? I'm just saying he didn't make Cedric a great Diggory? Bruce Wayne in Fred Diggory, nah, whatever. I'm just saying he didn't make a good Bruce Wayne in the preview. Are you, was he a better Bruce Wayne in the movie? No, I would say that the Bruce Wayne aspect was the least appealing part of the movie to me, but they kind of played it well that way. He wasn't like the charming millionaire playboy that you expect Bruce Wayne to be. And that makes more sense for if you think of Batman as a character, because why would he be a secret like superhero if he was like good at social skills? But I don't know. Um, I, I have some theories but they might get spoilery, so I'm going to hold on to them. Okay, I'm going to throw a spoiler out there that Christopher Dong just posted. And for <laughs> all of you, um, sorry, uh, yeah, I'll tell you the spoiler alert afterwards. Um, we learned that Darth Vader was Luke's father. And yeah, that was a really surprising twist in this movie. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I did like it. I liked the movie. I did think that Bruce Wayne was the least strong part. I really liked the... Um, everything else about it pretty much i don't know the batmobile was super super cool there is a michael bay-esque car chase it was fun was it worth three hours it didn't feel long when i was sitting in it but i have a tolerance for long movies so i might not be the best judge but it didn't like seriously there were no parts i was like really are we still going it was like tolerance for long movies too it it was like a I'm excited. This is ramping up. I want to see where this goes. Kind of feeling. But I've watched more. Russian Arc, so <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. Right. I will probably will watch this. this. I don't know about Chris. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably watch this. So I have a movie theater down the street from me where once when you buy the ticket, which is not super crazy expensive Monday through Thursdays, you get a two dollar popcorn and a free drink. Or it might be the other way around. But Whoa. in any case, it's like, it's so crazy. Like, they just start throwing stuff at you as you walk in the theater. So, please come in. <laughs> yeah, please come here. Um, so I may do that. But I, speaking of like Bruce Wayne's, I loved Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. I think he, by far, best Bruce Wayne of all the Batman movies. Although the Christopher, is it Christopher Nolan, right? Am I? Christopher Nolan is the director. Christian yeah. Bale is the actor. Yeah, yes. those are my favorite Batman movies in general. Like they they ride that line of they're hardcore, but like they were just so so good. Like those are my favorite. If Batmans. you like Christian Bale Batman, especially if you liked The Dark Knight, you'll probably like this. I feel like this one was like all because I think The Dark Knight is my favorite Batman movie, and not just because I'm in it, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, I do think it's just a really good Batman movie. And I think this one kind of like rises to that level. And this is a first one. So like, remember Batman Begins had to set up so much of that movie. And now this one's already, I think a much better story, not just a setup. So part of me, a, you were uncredited and that was a shame. (laughs) 
I'm going to give you that. um, Blurry girl behind Maggie Gyllenhaal's shoulder should have been a credited role. I agree. It really should have been. It should have been. Um, I will say that when I found out, because I really, this was not on my radar. I, I knew it existed, but it wasn't on my radar because I love DC. And the Justice League stuff they're trying to do, I'm sort of invested in. So like, this is not a Ben Affleck Batman. Not mm-hmm. that a Ben Affleck's Batman is good. It isn't. But <laughs> it's not that. So I'm like, should I care? And this is it's a tricky one, though, right? Because you're like, okay, wait a minute. I'm invested in this universe, which is, again, subpar, uh, especially when you consider the MCU. But it's a completely Stop separate trying to make thing. Fetch happen. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying. <sighs> I will watch it. I will watch it at some point. All right. I'm well, excited anyway. to talk about it. All right. And, and that is our episode on, you know, one and done. <laughs> Bye, everyone.